God bless you and welcome to another episode of the Rock Your World Naturally Show. It is always a blessing to have you with me week after week where we share and talk and discuss about our health, whether it's spiritual, physical, or emotional. And today our episode is all about emotional healing. And the one thing that I've learned that is if we are not emotionally healthy women, we cannot be spiritually powerful women. And my guest on today's show, Patty Townley Covert, shares the difficulties of being in an abusive marriage that led her down an empty road of infidelity and heartbreak. Through her personal journey, she discovered how God's plan for her life far exceeded her very own. We talk about her book, The Windblown Girl, a memoir about self, sexuality, and social issues, and how her experience is now helping others to live a vibrant life. Let's get into it. When it comes to women's health, there's an overwhelming amount of information out there, and honestly, it can be quite confusing. Diets, fads, trends, which one is right? What if I told you the answers to optimal health can be found in one of the most ancient medical books ever written, the Bible? If you're ready to take the guesswork out of living a healthier life, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally Show. I'm Rakesia McMillan honorably retired Air Force veteran, certified health coach, and award-winning author. After years of trying to recover my health the world's way, I was still sick, depressed, and had no energy. Finally, I surrendered to God, and He showed me in the Bible how to recover my health, and it rocked my world naturally. My calling is to help women who are struggling and burnout to have more energy and lose weight by using God's prescription for physical, mental, and spiritual health. If you're ready to experience extraordinary health, grab your favorite herbal tea or power smoothie, and let's get ready to rock your world naturally. Ladies, did you know that there is one missing link that most doctors and medical care providers overlook that is essential to recovering your health? That missing link is toxic overload. Prior to becoming a health coach, I went through years of suffering from a number of health conditions because my body was overflowing with toxins. Many women are unaware that if the body is not cleansed on a regular basis, it gets overloaded by toxins. And our detox organs, which include the liver, kidneys, lung, gut, and skin, which we count on for maintaining our health, get knocked out of balance. When this happens, we often experience significant symptoms that occur from the body trying to correct itself. Here are some signs that your body needs to detox. You have hard to lose belly fat, brain fog, especially after COVID-19, chronic fatigue, constipation, sugar cravings, bloated stomach, skin problems, gas, excessive cellulite, gallbladder problems, body aches and joint pain, migraine headaches, foul breath and body odor, and insomnia or sleeping problems. Because of our growing exposure to toxins and unhealthy lifestyle habits, it's more important than ever to pay attention to what our bodies are telling us. If you're experiencing any of these symptoms, you don't want to miss out on being a part of my upcoming monthly cleanse group. 
The cleanse program comes with a powerful purifying system to neutralize and dislodge toxins, waste, and parasites and remove them from the body. Visit my website at rakesiamcmillan.com and message me for details on how you can cleanse your body naturally. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rock Your World Naturally show on today. I am so excited to host my guest on today's show, Miss Patty Townley Covert. And today we're going to be discussing her book, The Windblown Girl, a memoir about self, sexuality, and social issues. So welcome to the show today, Patty. Thank you so much for having me, Makisha. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to host you and looking forward to the conversation. And before we jump in, can you let our audience know what you're doing in your life right now that is rocking your world naturally? You know, uh, my world used to get rock. It used to rock me for a long time. Uh, my circumstances would keep me in chaos. And now I've learned, actually, it's been for a good many years, probably about three decades, that I've learned to rock my world naturally by uh, spiritual discipline and physical discipline. Uh, I learned spiritual discipline to spend time with Jesus every day in his word and in prayer. And as I became more disciplined spiritually, I've become more disciplined physically. Uh, God wants us to be whole. And mm -hmm. in order to do that, I have to take care of my physical body too. So I go to the gym uh, th four or five times a week. I do weights and I do step aerobics and I do Zumba classes. So those things uh, keep me fit spiritually and physically. And that helps me rock my world naturally. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I love that. And I, I really like the part where you said that, you know, that God, he wants us to be whole. So just not being um, focused on our spiritual health. That's absolutely, you know, a priority in our lives. But he also wants us to be physically well so that we can accomplish the things that he needs us to while we're here on this earth. That's right. When we're not uh, at our physical best, then we it takes time to uh, not feel well, and it takes energy. And mm -hmm. so I'm older now, and I realize I don't go work out so much because I want to look good. Although That's a benefit, I think. But more for me, it's really about feeling good. It's about uh, being at peak performance level so that I can do all that God wants me to do. Mm hmm. That's so good. And so, Patty, if someone were to ask you the question, who is Patty Townley Covert? What would you say to them? Well, I think I'd say that I'm a very ordinary person who's lived an extraordinary life. Mm. One of the sweetest compliments I ever had from a man was that I was the most interesting person he'd ever met. <laughs> and I thought, oh, how much better that is than to uh, focus my identity or my well-being on how I look. And I think 
it's God that has made my life interesting in a way that I never could have done myself. Mm, I love that. And just, you know, being comfortable with who you are and being that wonderful, interesting person that God has called you to be. Well, you know, we all have circumstances that give us a story. And I've heard many, many people say, you know, that they want to write a book. We all have stories. Not all of them need to be written. We're not all writers. We're not all speakers. But um, sometimes there's something really dramatic. And in my case, my story is very dramatic. And it takes me from being a very broken 24-year-old, uh, at least in the book, The Windblown Girl, uh, the first part is how broken I was. Mm. And until I, I didn't meet Jesus, uh, well, I didn't surrender to Jesus until I was in my late 20s. And I didn't come from a Christian background. My background was broken in many mm. ways. But especially when it came to men, I really uh, got my identity and my well-being from what a guy thought of me. Mm. And it wasn't until... Uh, I was about 28, and I was so broken and devastated that I didn't want to live my way anymore. I wanted to live God's way. And by his amazing grace, he came to me while I was in the midst of an affair and spoke truth to me, and it all stemmed from that, that I needed the truth. I needed someone much bigger than I am to put my life back together. And now I would say I have a measure of wholeness. That's another part of Patty Townley Covert that I like, that mm -hmm. he has made me whole in the places where I was broken. It doesn't matter so much what others think of me now as to what Jesus thinks of me. And so I want to stay faithful to his message. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, so many times when we think about <clears throat> the scriptures, I'm so reminded of the scripture in Isaiah where it talks about Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted and he came to set the captive free. He came to set those who are in prison to liberate those who were, were bound. And I think that at some point in all of our lives, there are places that need to be liberated and set free and brought into that place of healing and wholeness. And I'm so excited that we're talking about your book today, The Windblown Girl, a memoir about self, sexuality, and social issues. So can you talk about, you said that the first part of your book, Patty, it really deals with the brokenness. So can you give us a picture of your world and what that looked like for you? Sure. When I was uh, 24, I, well, I, the cruises started. I went on a Caribbean cruise with my mom when I was, I think, 22 was the first one. And we had so much fun. I was married, but I was in a very bad marriage. It was, uh, there was emotional abuse, and I was miserable. So that first cruise kind of set the stage for a getaway once a year with my mom who was single and liked to have a good time and got me away from my husband for two weeks but I really wanted to stay married deep down I the thing I wanted more than anything was a family 
And the reason why is because my parents were divorced. And my dad had uh, taken a job for a company called Air America that was working in the, Viet during, in the Vietnam War. He actually lived in Laos. And uh, on December 26, 1971, he went missing in action. So my dad was missing in action. I was in a miserable marriage. I didn't like my job. I worked for my mom as a receptionist, and it was very boring. And when we went on that first cruise, we had a scenario right straight out of a movie. It was like Titanic, the glamour on the Titanic. And unbeknownst to me, I was setting up my own personal Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. By the third cruise, we went every year. This second <coughs> year, um, well, first year I was pregnant with my s oldest son. Uh, the second year, my mom convinced me that it was okay to leave him. He was little and wouldn't even know I was gone. My sister was very capable of watching him. And the third year I went, I was just in a really bad place emotionally, uh, not knowing how I was going to stay married because I really didn't like my husband at all. And yet I wanted a father for my son. I did not want my marriage to split up. And my mother talked to me uh, about that I should have an affair. I had gotten to know the captain on the ship, and he was there uh, the first two cruises, but he wasn't there the third. And I met a Norwegian navigator, and I did have an affair. And... I knew it was only for two weeks. I thought nobody needs to know. Uh, I can at least find out if I'm frigid like my husband thinks I am. And what I didn't expect and what the world does not tell us is that I could not keep my emotions from getting involved, and neither mm -hmm. could he. And I didn't know that for a lot of years. But today's world, it's very relevant to today's world where young people are being told they can have sex outside of marriage, and it doesn't mean anything. It has no, uh, it's a physical issue, just like being hungry for chocolate. You can mm -hmm. satisfy that urge, and you can just go on with your life with no repercussions as long as you don't get an STD or get pregnant. Mm -hmm. But there's something that's worse, and that worse is being uh, made into one with someone you can't, sustain a relationship with and that affects our identity that's why the t subtitle self sexuality and social issues it affects our identity in the way that we perceive ourselves and i started to perceive myself as being cheap unfaithful a liar untrustworthy mm -hmm. and that was really damaging to me because i cared about those things and I didn't like that view of myself. I still didn't like my husband. I divorced him. And I don't want to give away a lot in the book, but the issues with the Nor Norwegian navigator continued. Um, and I became increasingly broken to the point where finally, in order to live, I turned to Christ. My neighbor, a little girl next door, young, I guess she was a teenager, told me about Jesus. She said, you need Jesus. Mm. Even she knew. And when I turned to Jesus, that changed everything. But it was hard. Mm. You know, I had to uh, pay a price. 
And that meant surrendering everything. Mm -hmm. And that's the greatest thing I ever did was to surrender my will to the Lord's. Mm. I think you just hit on such so many great points, Patty, and one that just stands out particularly that you shared that we are living in a a generation where, you know, promiscuity, sexuality, it's promoted incessantly, whether that's over the internet, it's everywhere. And not realizing the damaging effects of what happens when you're having sexual relationships with multiple people or, you know, whether it's one, two, three, your soul, which is the the part of our makeup that God created, that is where our emotions, our mind, our will, our intellect uh, resides. And so when you're having sex with another person outside of marriage, you literally are becoming one with that person in emotions, your will, your mindsets. And so sometimes individuals have a hard time understanding why it's so hard to break relationships off or hard to move away um, from those relationships. It's because their, their souls are tied to the other person and have become one through those sexual relations. That certainly can happen. I don't know that it always happens. When it doesn't happen, I think, um, because I did become somewhat promiscuous, and it leaves you feeling worse than dirt when that other person doesn't care. And I've done a lot of research because these topics are so important and they're so prevalent. When you consider the uh, electronic music festivals that hundreds of thousands of kids, uh, young adults, they're not children, but um, young adults are trying to find peace, love, unity, and respect. That's a mantra for those mm. that are going to the um, raves. Mm. And, and they come from all over the world to go and just have a few hours of fun and uh, feeling connected with others, that that peace, love, unity, and respect, which really, when you think about it, that's what we find in Jesus. We find the real thing mm. in Jesus Christ. And so I really wanted to understand what this generation is facing. And it's the same thing I faced. And it's the same with uh, our identity learning that we were created in the image of God and have value, that he loves us so much that he died for us, mm -hmm. and that we need to look to him for our value. And when we do that, we not only we value ourselves in a way that provides dignity and self-worth in a good way, not just a, a momentary self-esteem, depending on what others think of us, but a solidness and that's why the windblown girl image is so powerful because she's standing on a rock and Christ is known as the rock that mm -hmm. we can stand on. He's not a changing foundation, mm -hmm. but in that also gives us a foundation for true justice, which the justice being promoted today is not justice at all. It's, it's one ver person's version mm -hmm. of what they think should happen Instead of being true justice, the way we is that's described in our uh, Declaration of Independence, 
where it says all men are created equal. Mm-hmm. And when we have that dignity and worth, we apply that to others. Mm-hmm. So it changes everything when our identity is straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, finding our identity in Christ, because as you share, that's what leads to the dignity, the respect, the true justice. And so with your story, Patty, how has God used this in your life to help other individuals who may find themselves in an identity crisis or they may be caught up in um, other areas, whether it's a sexual relationship outside of marriage or just other areas that are are broken, um, where do you find that you're really speaking to the most and to what issues are you speaking to the most? You know, I'm not a, I'm probably not a typical speaker, writer, who is uh, making a big name and reaching lots of people. I'm what my friends consider a truth teller. And so I'm often speaking truth into individual lives. I'm a person that people can call in the middle of the night if they're, uh, and I've had, I just had this happen this week. Uh, where they're devastated by circumstances. And we really can be like Paul in Philippians 4, where he talks about um, to be anxious for nothing Mm. and to pray with thanksgiving and supplication about everything. Yeah. And so what I try to do and... I think the way that I'm used the most by the Holy Spirit is simply speaking biblical truth into mm-hmm. individual situations. And as I do that, they apply to so many people. That's been one of the nicest things people have said about my book is this is not just my story. It's mm-hmm. all our stories. Mm-hmm. It's that story of having circumstances that break our hearts and that those things we long for more than anything. I wanted a family more than anything in the world because as a young girl, my parents divorced and then my dad wasn't here a lot of the time. Uh, My mother was dysfunctional and this is all part of the story of the windblown girl and how I longed to have an intact family. And I didn't know how to achieve that. And my own family uh, ended up, my immediate, uh, me, the mom, and my immediate family exploded uh, along the way. And it, despite all my efforts in the Lord to keep it together. And I think when you go through intense suffering, that... And the thing that you want more than anything in the world is out of reach. Mm. And we rely on the Lord. We see how he feels, fills those places. And I think that's the message I have for every individual is that God can fill those holes that you long for 
something to give you comfort, something that will help you hold it together when you just think you can't go on. If I'd been left to my own devices, I would have committed suicide a long time ago. But because God gave me purpose, he gave me value. I don't, it, it doesn't matter if I have, well, one instance was I had a phenomenal job that most people don't ever get to do. I worked with world-class scientists showing how there's more evidence for creation than there is for evolution. Mm. And it's funny because I failed astronomy in school. <laughs> it was the only F I think I ever got, but I actually ended up editing the books for a world-class astronomer mm. and a biochemist and a philosopher theologian. And God equipped me to do that. By mm. looking at him, he took me places that I never dreamed I'd go. And he gave me a life where I never know. I might be really down about something one day. And the next day, something happens that I go, oh, my gosh, this happened to me. This is a very good thing. <laughs> and so we never know when we belong to Jesus what he's going to bring into our life. And it may look bad, but he may use it to train us to do something good. Or it may look phenomenal, and it may actually be that phenomenal thing that we never dreamed we'd get to do. Mm, that's so, so good. And, you know, I think that that's just how God has it many times that the journey, we don't always see the whole picture. And I like to say sometimes our lives are like a puzzle that God will show us little pieces here and there. But as we follow and those doors open and God connects us with other people the puzzle comes together and at the end we'll see this beautiful whole picture of what God wanted to accomplish or the purpose he wanted to fulfill you know in our lives it's just following the leadership of the Holy Spirit and saying yes to what he wants us to do that's absolutely right and I think that's one of the things that makes me the saddest is when I see people who believe in Jesus start to question and to get angry with God because things are not going the way he, they want them, him to do. God's so much bigger than we are that his perspective is, is just beyond our ability to understand. And he wants us to trust him. And very early on, I was so fortunate because I realized that very thing, that things might happen to me that I didn't understand, and they might be really, really painful. But I made the decision as a 28-year-old to say, no matter what, I am going to follow Jesus. Whether mm -hmm. I, I'm, And I'm not going to question. I'm not going to say, why are you doing this? You know, I want to learn, and I do ask him to help me learn what he wants me to. I ask him to train my mind so that my thoughts match his. And so I do those kinds of things. But as far as going, why, why, God, sometimes it takes years to really understand some of the whys. But <laughs> by not doing that, I don't open the door to the evil one to give me doubts, to, to give me anxious thoughts, to, mm. uh, well... I do. If I get anxious thoughts, I don't want to sound like I'm perfect. I'm certainly not. 
And when I start to go crazy, which sometimes happens because I still have some places of real pain in my life, Mm -hmm. but I do bring my thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. I do pray about those things. And when I can't do it myself, I ask Jesus to help me do it. Mm-hmm. And he always does. I think that must be his favorite prayer is when we say, I can't do this, Lord. Would you do it for me? Mm, yeah, that's a, an act of surrender, you know, because in and of our own strength, there's just so many things that we can't do without his help and without his leadership. And I um, really like what you said earlier when you were talking about mm-hmm. learning and I think that, you know, life is a classroom, you know, where God, he always has us learning things. He always has us um, growing, you know, it's kind of, you know, we think about naturally we go through school, elementary or kindergarten, elementary, grade school, junior high, high school. We're always graduating to the next grade or the next level. And I think it's the same way in our lives that you know, sometimes there are some lessons that we keep going through because we haven't really learned that lesson <laughs> that God wants us to learn. And right. so we have to be open to what he wants to teach us. And so instead of asking those questions, why, like you shared, you know, Patty, it's like, okay, God, what do you want me to learn from this situation? What do I need to gather, receive from this particular situation in my life. You know, it makes such a difference. And I think that's part of what sets us on fire for life. You know, that that gives us that joy is because we're not stagnant. I know even my mom said she didn't want to learn anymore when she got older. She just, she was done. She wasn't going to try new things or, or do new things. And one of the greatest joys for me is to be a lifelong learner to want to understand, and I'm still working at understanding now, there's so many social issues that need our attention. And I think that stems from a person's identity. When the identity's in the wrong place, then then we can be blown all over the place. Our, the, our, mm-hmm. our world, our circumstances get rocked. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. But when we quit listening to the world and learn from Jesus about the way things are meant to be, Mm-hmm. it's fascinating. It makes sense out of life mm-hmm. and even the injustice. And the only way to find true justice is through Christ. Yeah. He has the whole perspective where man puts in his own twist to benefit whatever mm-hmm. group he's in or whatever belief system he has. But when it's God that is issuing the justice, it's true justice. Mm-hmm. And that is for every human being, because God does love the people that he created. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And that's definitely, as you said, it's just something that is important to God's heart that we experience that and we just have to yield and be open to God's way. It's almost, you know, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it talks about not being conformed to the world's system or the world's way of doing things. 
because God's ways are so totally different <laughs> than the world system or what we think that it should be, but we've got to get close enough and draw close enough to God to understand what it is that he wants us to do according to his plan, according to his purpose. That's right. I think it's in 12, 1, Romans 12, 1, 2. I may be wrong because I'm not real good at memorizing scripture, but that we're to be a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we do that, when we give up our uh, plans, our, even our dreams, I had dreams that I had to let die. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard. It's still hard at times. And yet God has filled my life with so much more than I ever imagined. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful every day for what he's doing in my life and how he's bringing me through it. And this is only for such a short time. Uh, there's, uh, I think it's First Corinthians, but I don't know exactly where, where it talks about a momentary light affliction. And mm-hmm. even what is excruciating to us, the worst things that we can imagine mm. possible, is really a momentary affliction mm. in a temporal world. And when our worldview develops into a biblical worldview, that's <laughs> eternal and it lasts forever. And that's why I want to be faithful. I want to be trustworthy. I want to be those things that Christ wants to instill in me. And that's hard work. It's not an easy <laughs> job. <laughs> Myself <laughs> is pretty strong. <laughs> no, I think you're right. You know, it is work. And even when it comes to you know, maintaining the spiritual disciplines, um, walking with God every day. It's its work that we put in. It's a journey that we go on each and every single day that we must be, compi- must be committed to. That's right. You know, when I started, uh, it was, I had been praying that God would get me disciplined. I knew I needed some kind of spiritual discipline in my life. And so I was asking Jesus to bring it. And something very, very traumatic happened in my life. And so I started with 10 or 15 minutes each morning before anybody else in the house was up. And mm. that was early, 5 o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. I would get up early before my kids, before my husband, and I would... Um, meet with the Lord. And the time became increasingly precious Mm -hmm. that now that time has grown to be about an hour. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to even grow it so that I spend more time with the Lord in the evenings because our world is chaotic. Mm -hmm. It really is. And it's getting more and more so. The more I study and the more I learn uh, about injustice and the social issues that our young people are facing. Yeah the more I want to have answers for them, good, solid answers that they can trust and that they will help them to keep standing when life's winds are blowing against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it truly is, you know, because the word of God is really the only truth that remains in this earth. And that, as you share, just being able to speak that truth and connect with younger people to let them know that even in the midst of chaos, they can have peace that's found in that the word of the living God. That's right. 
the way that I started learning God's word, because I did, I did not come from a, fa- a Christian family. I had uh, very worldly role models who taught me. It's like my mom saying, why don't you have an affair? That was my mom's way uh-huh. of operating. Yeah. And my dad did have an affair. And so those things colored my perspective. And I found out the hard way that they were wrong, that they were mm-hmm. painful. Mm-hmm. And I started going to uh, an organization called Bible Study Fellowship. Mm-hmm. And it's all over the world. person can travel anywhere in the world just about and find a, a class that they can go to. And they teach you how to study God's word for yourself. They Mm -hmm. don't focus on denominations. There's no uh, discussion of your background. Everybody is just learning God's word and how to apply it in their lives. And next to accepting Christ, I would say that was probably the biggest transformational agent that God Mm -hmm. used to teach me to walk with him. Um, and to do things his way instead of my own. Uh, you receive a lecture, you receive, uh, you cla- there's class time where you're with other people. And I met some of my very best friends that I've had mm. for 30 years in that group. Oh. Wow. And yeah, it made a huge difference in who I've become. Hmm. Can you share the name of that group one more time, Patty? Because I think that's important for our listeners to know the name so that they can plug in and get connected if they're looking for a solid sound Bible study fellowship group to join. That's that's right. Thank you, Rakesha, because it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Bible Study Fellowship International is mm-hmm. what you would Google and you will find uh, a place where you can look up a class in your area and if for some reason there's not one convenient for you to get to, I'm almost positive that they have ava- classes available online now. Hmm. I was part of that for about 30 years, uh, and it just uh-huh. became a priority. That was probably my first step in really making a strong commitment to uh, learning biblical truth was to s- make that a priority. And, of course, the enemy does not want us to study mm-hmm. God's word. So mm-hmm. things would come against it mm-hmm. quite, quite often. But, you know, it, it's a decision. And this is, I think this is the thing I would most like listeners to know is that we make decisions that impact who we become and they build on each other. And making a decision that you do it, it's the same thing with physical working out. You do it because it's important and because it changes you. You don't do it for surface motives, but for those deep down motives that this is who I want to become. And this is an avenue for me to get there. So I can't recommend Bible Study Fellowship high enough. Mm. And I think that's so good because I think every believer must be rooted and grounded in the word of God, because I think that um, in many churches, there are no discipleship programs or a steady, consistent discipleship ministry to help younger believers in the faith to grow and nurture 
their walk with God, but having this source that's not, it doesn't even necessarily have to be tied to, as you shared, a denomination. It's just getting into the word of God for yourself. That's right. You know, many churches today, I've written for pastors from several different denominations. I've written a lot of magazine articles. And so I've been exposed to many, many different churches. I've also helped do an expose on a church that was not biblical. And this is where I I am a truth teller. I get involved sometimes in difficult situations speaking biblical truth because there are churches that are not biblical. And you can't tell if you're in a good place unless you're studying the Bible on your own. Yes. And I, I've been to churches, too, that are really not teaching biblical truth. Mm-hmm. They're taking things out of context and justifying things that are not right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, some of our greatest leaders have even fallen. And what we need to do that will help us to keep standing on the rock and to rock our world mm-hmm. is to... Um, not just accept things blindly, but to study God's mm, word for ourselves yes. and to be able to recognize truth. Mm-hmm. No, and that's so, so good that we have to be able to get into the word of God for ourselves because, you know, we could be taking something at face value, but we have to, as the Bible says, study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so, again, getting into the word of God for ourselves so that we can move into that place of wholeness and healing that he wants us to. That's right. Very <laughs> wise words. Mm-hmm. And so... As we are coming to the close of our show, Patty, with your book, The Windblown Girl, a memoir about self, sexuality, and social issues, for those that are listening, where can they find your book? Where can they find you, Patty, to connect with you? Okay, my book is available on Amazon. It's uh, Kindle Unlimited has it. And, and then there's paperback copies available there. That's really the main place. Uh, it's really the only place unless it's from me personally because I did self-publish it. My The first half of the book is a bit wild. It, it, I had to set up the uh, circumstances that led to finding the truth that I needed. And uh, so... Uh, because Christian publishers weren't particularly interested, even though I had a strong background and I've uh, mm. actually won some awards for some major magazines, national mm. and international. Um, and secular publishers didn't like the faith component. So mm-hmm. I self-published. And when you self-publish, it's hard to get the wide distribution. So it yeah. is available on Amazon. Um, also, you can find more about what I've been talking about on uh, my website, ptcovert.com, like Patty Townley Covert, uh, ptcovert.com. And there's 
information there. There's actually links to um, the Amazon page. And I have a blog there. I haven't been working on it lately because I'm starting to work on another book. And the blog is not as visible as it it doesn't reach as many people as I think it should to spend all that time. But there are there's much more about the things that I've been talking about. Uh, in fact, if you search my name and personhood theory, there's uh, that. Oh, I I know a better way. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think this through. But there's a press page. And on that press page, I've got links to four blog posts that uh, explain much more about what I'm talking about. So mm -hmm. that's another place you can get information. There's a place to sign up for my e-newsletter. And I put that out once a month. And it's just a letter I write to friends. And I'm, I love making friends all over the world. I don't, <laughs> have general, I don't have many acquaintances. Most everybody I meet turns into a friend. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And so if there's one thing that you would love for our audience to know, Patty, what would that be? I think one thing would be that God is good all the time. No matter what you're going through, no matter how much pain you're in, no matter how devastated you might be, God is good. And if you give him a chance, he'll show you. But you have to trust him. That's the one gift that we can give to our creator, to the one who made us and the one who loved us enough to die for us is our trust. And so I just want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through, to trust him because he's good. Mm. Thank you so much for those words of encouragement and wisdom. And so, Patty, it has been my absolute delight and pleasure to host you on the show today. Well, thank you, Rakesha. It's been my delight and pleasure to be here. <laughs> oh, it's it's been so, so good. And I just pray that the Lord would continue to use you to speak into the lives of other individuals to help them know that they are loved, that they are valued, and that Jesus Christ, that is where healing and wholeness and restoration can take place from the brokenness. That's absolutely right. Thank you, Rakesha, for the message that you're giving. It's a very important one. Mm -hmm. God bless you, Patty. Bless you. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I pray that it blessed and challenged you to move towards living the abundant life that God has for you. If so, would you stop right now to share this episode with someone who's been praying to improve their health spiritually, physically, or emotionally? I would love it if you could take 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know that you're liking the show. Also, it rocks my world to hear from you. Lastly, come on over to my free community, RakesiaMcMillanCommunity.com to grab your free gifts. I have everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses, or connecting. Also head over to RakesiaMcMillan.com to explore my health products and sign up for free complimentary health coaching. My prayer for you will always be 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.